So uh, thank you for joining me, you guys, on the second day of our wild experiment in quarantine land. Uh, my name is Renee Huang. I'm the founder of Wild Women Tribe and the host of the Night Podcast. And I wanted to welcome you guys here today to um, explore community activism during this time. I have two awesome community leaders with me today. Tina Adkinson, who is the manager at Tadasana Yoga, one of the yoga studios in town that has taken to Zoom to conduct these live stream video yoga and meditation classes that have just been awesome. I've been with them since the start, and so I've just loved watching how they've evolved. And Sarah Sargent is a multi-hat-wearing entrepreneur in town, mom extraordinaire, and a co-owner of Alpine Distilling, and they've also got some super amazing community give-back initiatives that um, has everyone really stunned and amazed and inspired. And so welcome to you two ladies. Thank you. Um, the format of today is going to be kind of a hybrid between a wander, which is the Wild Women Tribe Day excursions that take women into transformational experiences outdoors. And it's also going to be a little bit like um, the Ignite podcast, where two women sit down with me and we discuss a topic that really matters. So we're going to smush them together and just mix them up and see what happens. Um, we will start then by turning things over to Tina, and she's going to lead a guided meditation for us just to get us kind of into the mood and get us grounded in our own spaces. So over to you, Tina. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, um, for joining um, on this call. Renee, thank you again for facilitating this. Um, very honored to be a part of a group that empowers women and speaks uh, very current topics of what's happening in the now, um, affecting our lives minute by minute, day to day um, in this particular um, you know, corona pandemic throughout the world and especially Summit County. So um, we'll take the first few moments here in a meditation. So wherever you are, find a very grounded seat. If you're in a chair, firmly on the ground. And if you sit tall, when you're comfortable, close your eyes and start to take deep breaths here. Long and steady in through your nose. And then out through your mouth. We'll continue here. And wherever or however you may be seated, feel the connection with the earth. If that's through your feet in a chair, bring focus and attention to your feet and the connection with the ground. And then slowly move your awareness to your seat, your sits bones. You may be cross-legged or in a chair. But find the weight of your body as it connects with the earth or a chair, whatever is holding you up in this time and space. Bring focus to your flesh as it connects with the ground or the chair that you're sitting in. And continue to breathe deep. Hear your breath. Your breath, you're also very present in the moment. Bring focus to the space in your chest, your lung cavity, your trunk. Feel the expansion and the contraction. As you move focus up to the space between your brow, your third eye. See the light, see the color as your eyes are even closed here. There's still movement, 
in your vision, find that movement. Find the color. As you bring focus to the very crown of your head, the very top of your head, maybe you even sit just a bit taller, one inch taller. As you breathe in, feel the entire cavity of your skull. Feel the expansion here in your skull, the same way you would feel your lungs expand. There's even a tightness on the exhalation. Moving back down to the space between your brow, third eye, see color, see light. Hear your breath. Move focus back down to your chest, your heart, your lungs. Feel the physical expansion in your ribs, in the fascia, in your skin as you breathe in. And the firmness in your trunk as you breathe out. Keep focus here on your trunk, your lungs, your heart, but instead of the physical space, instead of your ribs as bones, as your skin as muscles, go inside to your being, your non-physical being that's inside of this space. And as you breathe in, there's an openness here to receive. As you breathe out, there's a grounding into the earth, into the foundation that supports each step of our movements. Breathe in. Ground down, breathe out. Once again, going to, taking focus to your sits bones, your sacrum, your root chakra. Whichever object you're connected to, the weight of your body grounds you firmly. Grounds you into a safe place. Grounds you into a place of stability, of non-movement. Trust the earth as it supports us here in this moment, our bodies, our physical bodies, and our non-physical beings. There is a connection here with the earth. Take awareness once again to your feet. Feel the warmth. connection with the feet with earth. Another tool to ground us, to create stability in this time. Maybe even a gentle press down through your feet, find more connection, find more foundation in your physical being and your non-physical being. Long inhale. As you exhale, press through the earth. Breathe in, find lightness. 
Breathe out, find grounding. And on this last inhale together, find an openness in your chest, in your thoracic cavity, in your ribs and lungs. Exhale, ground down. Place one hand on your heart, one on your belly. Take a moment here for yourself. Knowing that this space is a safe and protected one. Knowing that this is a place of stability and support. Slowly flutter, open your eyes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome, Tina. Um, before we continue, I thought we could actually do a little check-in and go around and say who we are and maybe just give a weather report for yourself. Keep it short. So my name is Renee and today I'm actually feeling partly sunny. I'm feeling pretty optimistic about the state of the world and really drawing upon the the little nuggets in my day that are uplifting me. Well, I guess I'll go with that. I feel pretty sunny nice. myself. It's been um, a busy day in the midst of all this, but um, actually I took the opportunity to um, to sit on the ground for all this. So <laughs> it's been pretty nice. Awesome. You're up, Tina. Okay, awesome. I wasn't sure if you were gonna, I was like, pop up. Oh, um, hi there, yes, thank you. Um, I'm Tina and I'm the, as Renee mentioned, the studio manager of Tadasana Yoga in Park City. Um, today is interesting. Um, I also, I feel sunny. Um, we, you know, we may check in on this later, but last week was a little bit different when it came to the rapid and radical shifts in our lives. And, you know, even though yesterday afternoon in Summit County, there was another rapid and radical shift, it seems that the adaptability um, of those changes is coming a bit easier for me. Not easy, maybe a bit easier. So, um, yeah, so today's, today's a good day. Nice. Yeah. Um, Brittany, do you want to check in? You? Or how about we go over to Shelly? Um, I'm Shelly Elric, and I'm checking in from Nashville, Tennessee. And it's finally sunny here, so it's very uplifting. Um, I feel... Um, yeah, really like in a positive space. I did some Reiki on my friend and her daughter last night and I did a session today. So that's really helping me um, as well. So it's been good to be in a place of service. Um, and then also like just enjoying the sun and being outside today since it has been raining. So awesome. Great. Well, thanks for checking in. Put you back on mute. We're going to um, migrate over, I guess, to the, the discussion topic about community. And it's interesting, Tina, that you bring up the fact that um, we had another shift yesterday. And it feels like the shifts are, however small or great they are, you know, they seem less dramatic, at least, because we're already in this momentum of change. Um, do you want to comment on that a little more or you mentioned last week was a pretty big week for you guys yeah um yeah i'll just kind of speak to the experience that we've had here at the yoga studio for the past i don't know if it's 11 or 10 days um if someone knows and they want to tell me like since last monday so monday seven right I don't know, 12, 13 days, I guess. It's already Thursday, so maybe it's longer than that. Um, one, it feels like an eternity ago for me that um, our, our, our door is closed here at the yoga studio. We are not able to offer uh, public classes based off of 
Summit County Health Department mandates, also Utah, you know, mandates from the Utah Health Department around fitness facilities. And within, um, I'll just give you a little background. On Sunday, the 15th, we had a full class schedule. We were totally prepared to implement some pretty big and drastic measures around, um, you know, personal space, health, sanitation here in the studio. And it immediately just got shut down. We were told we cannot hold or host any public classes regardless of size. And within 14 hours, we had a live stream schedule up and running. Um, it was something that we immediately thought to ourselves, and this is interesting, I had a great conversation with Renee just before it started, but I'll go into it more. We immediately thought, oh my goodness, how, how are, how is, how are our community, how will we provide them the type of service that they've received here in the studio space within these walls? Um, and we wanted to mimic it and copy it as much as we could. How do we get the intensity? How do we get the feel? How do we get the teachers? Because our sense was with these drastic changes that a sense of familiarity and normalcy was something that our community wanted. Um, part of that is true. So we hit the ground running and I keep forgetting the, the I keep forgetting the phrase like, I keep saying trial by fire, but I don't know if that's the phrase. <laughs> like, I think it's like baptism by fire. There we go. Okay. Right? Yeah, it's like very religious and kind of. Yeah, maybe that's why yeah. it's like, but I keep saying, yeah, it's like trial by fire, but that's not right. Um, but we were just kind of thrown into the fire and we did the best that we could. We have such a great community that regardless of the technical issues around sound or even the platform of Zoom being so inundated, that literally millions upon millions of people are using this platform. A lot of the times at the same time, like Monday at 9 a.m., right, when we have a class, um, people were so patient with us. But um, what we really came to learn is that the offerings were more about um, an organized time for people to connect, that it wasn't exactly the offering. It wasn't the intensity of a yoga class. It wasn't the, um, the heat. People came because they wanted to connect and they did that immediately. And it was a great learning experience for me that again, wanted to mimic in any way, shape or form what we offer here. And whether it's the background, right? The background or the voices. And it really became clear after several classes and several comments to us via email and via text that people just want to be seen. They want to be in a space regardless of whether it's digitally or in the walls, experiencing the same thing that other people are experiencing the exact same moment real time. So that was the other big issue, the real time live versus do we record and send the links out? It's a totally different experience. And I'm sure you guys, as it was, we're all getting so much better at the Zoom platform, we're realizing there are millions of opportunities on YouTube to go do a video. And how many opportunities do you have to connect with the people that you've shared experiences with inside of a confined space that is now welcoming those people into your home or, you know, just seeing those people and feeling their energy, feeling the connection, even digital platform. It's been such a gift. It's been a huge learning experience that it's not what we offer, but potentially how we offer it. And if our focus is on cultivating community, on continuing to grow those connections, regardless of whatever platform it is, that we're offering, people are there, they show up, and they are supportive of it. So um, that's really been the last, you know, 13, I know not 13, you know, 10, 12 days, which again, feels like an eternity. And hopefully as these next, you know, five weeks <laughs> that we have until May 1st, it just grows and grows and grows that the excitement of when we're actually 
able to be in the same space together is just that much more. Um, but there is a palpable something from this platform that is available to people if, it, if you provide it and if it's there freely, openly, and in a very vulnerable state. So um, it, I'm like- I love all that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you are uh, shifting and being flexible and not holding yourself firm to what you originally thought was your concept of a community offering. Correct. Um, I wanted to ask Sarah, what about you guys? You've also really, you, you guys have done a great job as a business and businesses that you run of connecting with community and making people feel really welcome and supported by you. So how has this time shifted or morphed that focus um, in, in the ways that they have? Wow. Um, <laughs> My drilling, I'm going to mute that. I forget that this is being recorded. I didn't introduce myself. So I'm um, Sarah Sargent and my husband and I own Alpine Distilling. And then uh, we also own Mountain Flower Apparel. So um, with all this starting, we have a bar and restaurant on Main Street. And we proactively were one of the first uh, restaurants to close our doors um, before it was mandated, um, just as a courtesy to our employees and team members, as well as our guests coming in. Um, cause we kind of were feeling the vibe. We had, you know, hand sanitizer at the door. We had all these great things in place, but it was one of those things where, you know, we knew things were coming. And so we proactively, um, you know, took care of our team members. We closed our doors to our guests. And, um, and then at the distillery, we're still actually prior to coming here, I decided to sit on the floor and take advantage of this meditation. So thank you, Tina. Um, I've been, we've been delivering hand sanitizer. So um, at the distillery, we have the capabilities and have been making um, hand sanitizer. First, we were doing it for locals, complimentary. Um, like I said, we were also offering it at our bar and different restaurants, things like that. Um, now we are the um, hand sanitizer. Um, we're making it for the first responder teams, the people who are out every day. So we have firefighters, police officers, hospitals, things like that. And um, that's something we're really excited that we're able to do to um, give of what we can make and what we have to help those teams and those people who are on the ground and taking care of the community as a whole. So it's been really nice. Is there something in the distilling process that gives you access to like a key component of hand sanitizer? Or can you maybe talk us through how distilleries, there have been several, I think, that have um, done similar initiatives. Yeah, there are some and they're charging for that. There are a couple um, locally, um, not well, locally, the state being as a local, but um, yeah, you can. So what we have um, with the distillery, it's all about getting um, ethanol and you can see some cute recipes online, stuff like that, say take vodka and do this, but really that's not a high enough proof um, to be effective for hand sanitizer. Um, so what we have is we have um, um, access because we are distillers to a higher level of alcohol content which makes us um you know we have the equipment on site we have the materials who also need access to glycerin um, hydrogen peroxide there are key components in effective hand sanitizer so we are following um the health guidelines, Rob's father was the head of infection control for the Navy for a number of years. And so we have the team, the resources in, in place that allow us to make an effective and safe hand, hand sanitizer for um, Park City and Summit County locals. So being able to do something and then actually wanting to and doing it are two different things. I want to ask you guys, where does that desire to serve your community come from? Because I think lots of people think, oh, I, I wish I could do that, or what if we did this? And they don't actually put it into action. So I think you guys are doing such important fundamental gifts to the community by actually taking the action. But can you talk through where that comes from? Because I think that's so inspiring. Well, um, since the day we opened our doors um, at Alpine Distilling, all of our all of our products and spirits give back to local nonprofits in the Park City community. It's one of our core um, foundations is that we wanted to create 
local um, craft award-winning spirits. Uh, none of the spirits that we have are less than double gold medal award-winning internationally. Um, and each of them, like I said, give back to Recycle Utah, the Swanner Nature Preserve, the Park City Ed Foundation, and the list goes on and on with about 20 different local groups that we um, support and give back to. So this was an opportunity. This is our, this is our backyard as I look out the window, the snow falling down. Um, this was an opportunity to um, help where we can. And as long as we um, can financially do it, we'll keep doing it. But what you, what he had said is people want to help their community. And I think um, you don't have to be um, a business or a small business. Cause obviously we're all, you know, struggling and putting forth the best that we can is, um, you know, even the kids and I, um, we took out, we'd be making candles and to keep that social distancing, we've been making candles. We keep them all, we put them in a nice little bag and then we've been delivering them to our neighbors and then we'll text or call later and, um, just say, Oh, by the way, there's something on your door. And, um, it's little things like that, that allowed, um, in addition to homeschooling, working all these great things, the, the kids can drop things off you know, at, at a space, at a distance, but they're doing something that is, um, it's productive and, um, you know, just kind of puts a little pep in your step. So. I love that. And I wanted to, uh, circle back to Tina as well and see how that shift was made. You said it was like less than 24 hours when you were told your doors were closing and you had a stream on board. What is it about, you and your team and the spirit that holds this together and that motivates people to step into it? Um, well, first of all, I will say that I do have two, uh, well, three. Melissa Garland's the owner and she um, definitely initiated this whole trans, you know, transformation of us offering online classes, free online classes. Um, so, and then I also have two other people that I work with, Corey Bacasa and Kelly Sandal, that are here. We sort of rotate in and out. So there's one person here, and then maybe two, and then a different person. And so we've been very mindful within this specific space that, you know, there has been, I think, a total of six people in this space over the last 12 days. So we're being very conscious around social distancing and just, you know, the web of what it could look like around containment and spread. So um, I just want to put that out there first. Um, but you know, there is something very special around a yoga community. And I'm not even saying our yoga community. Um, I mean, the definition of yoga is unity. So there's something that brings us together. And when people move their bodies in a way that um, is synchronized, there's something that brings their spirits and their souls together. So what we wanted to very much create, um, we're very lucky, a lot of uh, myself, Melissa, Corey, and Kelly actually, um, we've taken a lot of similar trainings together where there's this very interesting concept and you have to be a bit open-minded for it. And when you think about it, it's, it's very applicable, but it's something called remember your future, right? So when we look ahead, we already in our minds, in our neurology, know what we want to accomplish and what we want to see and feel. Um, we know the vision of what is going to occur. So as opposed to, oh, I remember my future, you know, our brains are just as in tune to reality of what is and could be if we visualize and create it for ourselves. So as we remember our future, we remember moving forward that we have this amazing community of yogis here in Park City, not just in our studio, that support, create, motivate one another, that we move together, not only our physical bodies and our breath, but our spirits and our, um, you know, the things that we put into the universe, our vibrations that come together. So as we know, in this current moment, X is happening, but we know in the future, this is, this is what we're going to remember. We'll work backwards from there. So in order to, when our doors reopen, we have um, more because of the offerings that we put out there um, in order to get to that what's the next step backwards okay well the next step backwards is keeping a consistent schedule is keeping the connection okay so the next step backwards is how do you keep that connection and it's through face to face and this is face to face whether we believe it or not 
face-to-face interaction, real-time interaction. And in order to create real-time interaction, what's the next step behind that? It's a digital platform. And in order to get a digital platform, what do we need? We need the equipment. And what do we need to get the equipment, right? So it's working backwards from our end goal. And it has been such a powerful tool for all of us to say, okay, it's not what are we gonna do to get there? It's we've already gotten there and we've already created our future. So what are the backward steps in order to, to really make that happen? And so it's like harnessing the tools of visualization and abundance of manifestation and yeah. faith and saying that's already done. It's already done. We need to know that it's coming and know that it's happening. And it's already, already exists. Like in time and space, quantum physics, right? Like future, present, past is all in that same line. So it's already happening and it's already occurred. It's just in a different time and space. What did we do right before that occurred? What did we do right before that occurred? What did we do? And then it kind of puts us back to the present. So it's just, um, yeah, remember your future. Just remember that, that your vision is real, that it's already occurred and existed. And what did we do immediately before that to make it happen? I love that. I think that, um, when we're in times of stress, it's really easy to like pay attention to that and to focus on that and to hear like all these numbers and things that just elevate our fears and our stress, but it doesn't feel good. And if we can like tap back into our bodies, right? Like our bodies are these incredible mechanisms that give us real time feedback. And if it doesn't feel good, then don't do it anymore. And it's not that easy, obviously, but if you are in this creation mode and you're like, what feels good? You know what? Creating community feels good. Giving back feels good. Follow those pathways that you're paving and it can only lead to more of those connections and opportunities and things that feel good to you, right? I can see Sarah smiling. (laughs) Is that something that you guys also talk about or just kind of comes innately to you? I mean, you guys are giving so much in your business model. Where does that essence come from what what do you get from it well it's it's a good thing to do it's the right thing to do and we're big fans of tadasana and have been for years and we've taken classes rob and i and the kids and so um what they're doing is just it's admirable and if we're all doing things i think it's i think it's good and then we're all smiling right now and so i think it's uh you know if we just we just keep you know I don't know. It's that optimism and it's that, that, that thought and knowing that if you're doing the right thing and you're making that face-to-face contact through the streaming, like we're doing right now, you know, that's nice. It's definitely bright my day to see all your faces. Cause now I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I think it's, I think it's good. And, and, and like Tina said, it's the future and where are we going to be? And we just keep planting seeds and as we plant seeds, then we're always bountiful and, you know, in those bouquet of flowers. So I think it's, uh, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. So I've been muting myself because my neighbor is um, drilling right now. <laughs> I don't know if you can really hear that. I might have to step outside. But I wanted to kind of open this up to um, the listeners and the watchers. Do you have any questions that you want to ask about community connection and creating and paving your own way through times like this. Um, You can unmute yourself if you do. Otherwise, I think Tina and Sarah and I have questions for you to think about. We want to create a discussion forum right now. So go ahead and unmute if you'd like to and um, we'll open it up. What sort of things were you thinking of when um, either Tina or Sarah, when we were talking about what to ask of our participants? What, what do you feel like you want to know from, from people out there? Hmm. Where we can go to um, kind of help give back, I guess. So there's so many people that need things. And like you said, you're making candles and having your children deliver them. And you guys are doing online yoga courses. So where can we go just is, cause I'm not, I'm not a business owner. So where can just everyday people like me go to help give back to our community 
even in quarantine, I guess. You know what I mean? Because I think this is the time for us to teach our next generation what giving back is because they are accustomed to something and this is a complete culture shock. And I think this is the time where we can take that transition and make something beautiful out of it. So do you guys have any ideas of where we can, where there are people that we can give back, whether it's we help deliver things or we give money, we donate, just our time, even online, like you said, online is face-to-face. -face. So is there somewhere that people like us can go or ideas or places that you guys have that would be good for us to start? That's my question. <laughs> oh, I, I think that's a great question. I think it's, um, I think it's wonderful. And really we just start with, this is an opportunity with what's happening to connect to the community, obviously, via, you know, these platforms, things like this, but even with your own family, even with your own children, doing things like that, making that time to do something with your kids that you hadn't done, making that time to call your parent, or if you're lucky enough to have a grandparent still, and just check in and see how they're doing, or, um, you know, if you know you have someone in the in your neighborhood who's a little bit older, you know, the snow's melting, or if there's no snow, can you go and just kind of maybe to help clean up their yard a little bit or do something um just something that's nice or or write like a nice little note or reach out to a friend even doing the um on your phone you can take a little video of yourself and send it to a friend in a text message because they never expect that so you can like text your friend like oh hi natalia how are you doing but if I do the little video cam and say, oh, she can see my face and she won't expect that. So when she opens it up, she's like, oh, there's Sarah's face, you know? And so something like that, a way to just keep engaging, even on the, on the front line with your, you know, your friend or your neighbor, your children, your, your spouse, your partner, your parents, grandparents, aunt and uncle, take this as an opportunity to reach out to those people you haven't, or, you know, as you're cleaning out or organizing, as we're all doing at intervals, um, you know, take some stationery, go through, like draw something and send something. Luckily the postal service is still working. So, um, you know, we can mail letters to friends and family or, or things like that. So great idea. Thank you. Love those ideas. I was, um, hiking with my kids last week and I saw a couple separate families. They were being socially distant, but they were picking up garbage on the side of the road. So they had gone for a hike and then they just brought a little trash bag and they were just doing a little bit of cleanup, like right just along the side in a safe area. And I thought that was really cool. Um, if, the, if you have the budget to afford this, I know restaurants and service industry people, sorry about the noise, um, have been really hurting. And I know one of the initiatives that has been suggested is buy a gift certificate. If you can afford to buy a gift certificate from your favorite restaurant, do it. If there's a performing arts group that you have tickets for or a subscription, consider not asking for a refund. You know, you can donate to them because their performers, their musicians, their actors are not working right now. And so any little thing, if you are financially able to do that and kind of pay it forward, I think that's, that's a helpful exercise. I love Sarah's idea about um, writing letters. I think this is the time to like teach our kids <laughs> or revitalize in ourselves that lost art of writing letters. You know, I used to write like 10 page letters and send them to my friends. What better time than to do it while in quarantine? That's a great idea. And to have our kids do that. Right. Do that. Teach, start, you don't have to tell. That's right. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> I yeah. like it. Did you have anything you wanted to throw in there too, Tina, or? No, um, very interestingly, uh, Sarah touched on so much of what I wanted to add, which is great because yeah. it really does start small. Like this entire ripple effect starts with your direct community and family. And, um, you know, last week I was, I was teaching a class and it just kind of came to me to encourage the group of people that were practicing with us to reach out via text or via phone call or via Facebook or whatnot to people that they, you know, haven't connected for a while. And so I have literally, I mean, you know, I might, I might do one a day, I might do three a day, but randomly I'll just say, oh, I'm, you know, just text this person. And things that like some lovely, lighthearted, playful things that have come of it is that 
I'm now on like five group texts that are playful and lighthearted and bring a smile to my face each day. And, um, you know, in this time of drastic and dramatic and rapid and radical and constant change, it's something that um, I look forward to. And if I can support and bring a smile to someone's face through a, through a video or through a text that says, hey, I'm thinking of you. How are you during this time? I know we haven't spoken for months and you know, you're, you're still on my mind. The, the smile and, and lightness that it brings to my face when I get that from someone, I hope I can bring to other people. So it starts small and the ripple effect goes out and out and out. And so identifying your community, whether it's your neighbors or your family or your coworkers, that um, is really where it starts. And then from there, um, there's something about a lighthearted communication that we, I feel like we're all, we're all needing right now. There's so much heaviness that we see on social media. There's so much heaviness in the news that if there's a light feeling of laughter and humor that you can, you know, bring to someone, um, the effects are endless and the effects are unknown, really. You just don't know. And um, it's very rewarding on your end too, to know that you're reaching out. So, yeah. I love the ripple effect because I think we forget sometimes the impact that we're able to have just by choosing to be a certain way, right? So I think that you've hit a fundamental theme here of just living your best foot forward, you know, being the best that you can be and people will be inspired around you no matter what. Um, You can hear the drilling, I'm sure. I'm, I'm wondering if I pick my computer up and move to another location or if I just ask another question that gets you guys talking. Yeah. What, where do you see, um, where do you see things for, I guess, your business and our communities in the next coming months? Um, you know, it seems like now that we've opened the door, there's no going back. And I feel like, People are so receptive right now to a certain amount of vulnerability and rawness that I wonder what is life going to be like a year from now? Or, you know, when this is all quote unquote over, whatever that means, what is going to come out the other side that we've learned from this? Well, so to, to play to that whole remember your future, I mean, I... I 100% I see the connections built in this particular time just growing and thriving. And, um, you know, this is, you know, for our generation and, and our parents, and it's, it's the most challenging, stressful time emotionally and mentally than, that we've ever encountered. And um, I see that being a bond. I see us you know, remembering our future of remember when this happened and remember how we continue to create community and cultivate connections, even in this time. Um, in the moment right now, it seems very heavy. And I feel like we have an opportunity in the future to look back and say, wow, look what we did. Like, look how amazing our generation was. Through this, we built, and through this, we grew together. And through this, we created a deeper connection than we had even before this. And what's great about this is if we hold on to this and remember, it's, it, I mean, it's something that's so special to us. Um, you know, in a, in a physical realm, I had someone say, oh, yeah, like in the next couple of years, we'll remember and say, oh, remember the coronavirus? Why don't you be as mindful around sanitation and your germs and spreading, you know, and I was like, well, how about we don't do that on the physical level, how about <laughs> on the emotional and mental level as human beings? Remember when we were in this situation and we continued to thrive as human beings. Yeah. And regardless of whether we're in the same space, we can with people, regardless of whatever platform it's on. Like, let's go to that versus the, oh, Let's be as sanitary as we were during the corona pandemic. I don't want to say that. And I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say, remember the, the 
connections that we're continuing to create and, 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 and grow. It's yes, daily. Um, it's a very, it takes a lot of energy to stay in that mind frame. I am not putting that in any way like, Oh, it's easy to do that. It's not, it takes energy, conscious thought for sure. And I, I think that when we remember our future, we see a bright future of growth connection that came through this time. Nice. And I think during this time, it's teaching us how to be creative, to think outside the box, to <laughs> find other avenues that we didn't think about when we were in a completely different mindset. So I think this, this has changed and shifted the mindset and if you can look at it as it shifted my mindset and it needed to happen, unfortunately, it took us to be quarantined to our house, but it's making us think outside the box. We have to be creative every day. You know, we don't have our gym, so how can we do at home? You know, how can we do yoga when we got three-year-olds jumping on our backs? You know, like, how can we? Well, we can do it live and we can say, come do yoga with mommy. That's and we're exactly. teaching our kids something different that they might not have got at school. So I think it's, it's, it's opening that creative portal that we at the time maybe were stuck in and it's helped in many different ways as business owners, as just everyday people, as parents, as working from home. It's teaching us how to prioritize our schedule and organize and how that's going to help us in our future. So for me, I think that's truly what I'm trying to do is think outside the box and be creative and use that that I never thought I had. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't use that part and now I'm having to on a daily basis. So for me, that's what I'm seeing in this situation. And then that's going to help me grow my future by opening up something I never knew that was there or I was, it wasn't something I focused on as much. Yeah, I like to think that um, what we're experiencing right now is like unlike any other time in history, you know, thanks to the internet and the digital age and like the entire 8 billion people who live on this planet are all focused on the same thing. Right now it's negative, but that opportunity is so awesome. It's so expansive what we can do with that and that concept of community and feeling like the world is so small, I think it's just there's a lot of momentum and, and opportunity behind that. And I feel like things like this, you know, we're all jumping on a Zoom, five virtual strangers in a room, and I'll broadcast this later and we'll have other people who see it. And those are little things that, like Tina said, create this ripple effect that have a super powerful trajectory. And you don't know what is on the other side of that ocean of ripples, you know, that will come back to us in the future. So I love all of this. And um, thank you guys for contributing to the conversation and for being inspiring and wanting to step into the connection. Um, before we go, I wanted to um, see if Tina and Sarah could share their contact information. Oh, yeah. Well, well, thank you, Renee, for putting this together. I do appreciate it. And I know well, it means a lot to me and I'm sure it means a lot to those who will be listening. But just even the giving and the thought process you've put to, to do this together, whereas a wild women tribe, all these things, it really means a lot to the community. So thank you for doing that. Um, we're at Alpine Distilling. Um, it's on Facebook, Instagram and the website. And distilling is with two L's. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right. Um, yeah, thank you, Renee. Um, once again, thank you for giving me a reason to put on earrings and a shirt. But just, like lower half is yoga pants. <laughs> so that's my truth. That's yeah, that's my full disclosure transparency. But um, so tadasana.yoga um, here in Park City, that's our website, tadasana.yoga. It's not a .com or whatnot. We have that branded. But um, if you go to the website, we are offering free online classes through this exact platform. Uh, the schedule is online. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, it is, uh, I might not have mentioned this, but I have mentioned it in classes, the opportunity to give back to the community um, 
is so rewarding. It's, it's an act of service and what the community offers the staff and students here is so much more than we can ever give back. So it is our time to serve, is our time to be of service and um, support the community, the creation of relationships, the connectivity and cultivate it regardless of whatever platform we have to do it on. We're committed to, to each and every person that joins us. So we, I love to see you, Brittany and Shelly. Would love to see you in one of the classes. I'm such a cheese ball, you guys. Like legit, I'm trying to learn to be like Kathy Smith, who's going to be on one of the next, um, you know, talks on Tuesday. She's talking on Tuesday. Kathy she is. Smith. She's an amazing, amazing soul. She comes to the classes here at Tadasana, and I've called her spirit when it comes to live online classes. Because is she, Kathy Smith, your spirit animal? She could be my spirit animal. I would be so blessed to my spirit animal. But, you know, getting more comfortable speaking in these sorts of environments. I mean, I literally am talking to 45 people through the camera and trying to create so much joy and energy to push it through this platform. And I feel like it's being received and it comes straight back to me. So what I gain from this sort of connectivity, regardless, again, technology or in person is, is it fulfills me in this time of uncertainty. So to find that within your family, your home, your work, your neighborhood is, will give back to you so much more than, than you can ever, you can ever imagine receiving back. Awesome. Well put, Tina. So you can find um, the ongoing Zoom at home schedule on wildwomentribe.net. We had like eight people sign up right away. So tomorrow we have Tessa Arneson from Mavenstrong. We have Kathy Smith on Tuesday. We have um, Jody, who was on our call yesterday. She's a breathwork facilitator. She'll be doing some live breathwork with us on Thursday. Uh, the following week, we've got Kristen Ulmer. We have uh, I, I can't even remember everyone. Jill Johnson from the Paint Mixer is going to do some art therapy. Um, so check it out. It's going to be amazing. Everyone's donating their time to spend an hour with us and create more connections. So thank you. Thanks to Shelly, Brittany for jumping on. Hope to see you in the future. And um, any feedback you have, please send it to me. Connect at wildwomentribe.net. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. And so any other future topics you want to hear about, please drop me a line. Um, let us know in the text thread here as well if you have any ideas, if you want to know about gardening or um, how to knit sweaters. I think Sarah's going to go do some macrame <laughs> for kids later on. We are all homemakers all the time now. So for sure, just keep the ideas flowing. And um, we'll see you next time. It was really great to see your faces. Thanks. Thanks, Bye. Renee. Bye. Bye, Bye Tina. Bye, Brittany. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>